all the mansions, all the houses, all the lands, all the economic buying power and goods belong to you, the real Jews. They belong to us. Cosmic Jerusalem, our mother above, heavenly Jerusalem, by the blood of Jesus Christ, engrafted into his tree, you are more eligible as you rise in righteousness to inherit all goods and lands, houses, homes, mansions, and all the natural realm abundance than the clippeth sorcerers who utilize Jewish sorcery outside of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, Romans 2 is clear. What does it say? Who is a real Jew? Why is it even important? This charismatic Christianity we have down here, it's not even a thing. But it was a thing for Apostle Paul. Why? Because they understood inheritance and rights of moon, sun, and stars. And if you didn't understand what belonged to the Jews from Yadivave, Jesus Christ, God the Father, and the Holy Spirit, the prophets, Moses, Torah, if you didn't understand that, you didn't have anything from God. You have nothing from God except what comes from the Jews, right? Jesus, King of the Jews, right? So Romans 2 says this because it's important. Who is a real Jew? He who is circumcised of heart only. Only. Why only? It's important only because the new covenant, like Moses who was king of the Jews, who like Jesus, who is king of the Jews, like he said, anyone who does not believe the teachings of the Messiah will be utterly cut off from the people. And we need to understand that ancient wisdom because we've been living cut off and clippest for all modern Christianity for 500 years, and so we don't even have our apostolic roots. So when we reintroduce the importance of certain subjects in Scripture, like Romans 2, Paul saying, who's a real Jew, you understand why it's written, and the importance, the practicality, the inheritance, all the subject matter becomes valuable information to you, and you don't shred it in your hyper canvas as worthless information. You recite it and allow it to be burned into your ears, burned into your minds, burned into your hearts, burned into your spirits. Why? Because this information is the gospel that saves your souls. What saves your souls? This information. This knowledge about Jesus Christ. This knowledge about Moses. The knowledge of the prophets. I mean, it's the not, knowledge of the apostles. You mean it's not the new iPhone that saves my soul? Gotta make sure you get that new phone when it comes out. Stay on top of the latest It's technology. supernal wisdom that saves your souls. It's wisdom that comes down from above that's first of all pure, then peace-loving, and honors and loves what God is doing in each other's lives. But the problem is, because a lack of circumcision has been tolerated in earthly Christianity literally for hundreds of years, when you introduce apostolic foundations of Pauline epistles, Johannine epistles, and all of the New Testament scriptures, it is a, such a foreign concept to modern-day charismatic madness that they almost think it's fringe and cult. 
They complain about it. They murmur about it. They say, this is a too hard of a teaching. Just let me be. Love me the way I am without the sword cutting the foreskins off of your hearts. The immorality, the selfishness, the greed, the covetousness, all the focus on me, myself, and I, the I am's of Satan, of Isaiah 14, are left uncircumcised in a heart after they're born again in almost every single denomination of Christianity on the planet. They call it seeker-sensitive. And we get radical and we just beat people up, but it's not with wisdom. It's one thing to beat demons up. It's another thing to beat up born-again spirits who bear the image of God. We need the wisdom to discern the two. You do need to beat your demons up. You need to curse your own familiars and your comfort zones and the things you've settled for that keep you sleeping and complacent. You must curse that stuff in your own spirit, soul, mind, and body daily. A curse with the curse of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And you need to bless the stuff from Jesus Christ and curse the stuff that's not from Jesus Christ okay. in you every day, lest the enemy build a whole system of deceit in you and you live outside of the walls of Jerusalem your entire Christian lives and never value the inheritance and the birthright of the firstborn, Jesus Christ, of the realm of the dead, mm-hmm. and he's sharing his inheritance with you if only you are Jews. If you are not Jewish, which means circumcised of heart, of that race, of the born-again people race, because it's a born-again race, truth anyhow, and if you are not of that race, you have no rights and no inheritance with Jesus Christ at all. Name it, blame it, frame it, complain about it, do whatever you want. Have a fit all day long. You'll never come into Jerusalem. No angel will let you in. Why? You don't have the mark of circumcision. Where is it needed? On the outside? Not at all. Enoch was never circumcised. He was a Gentile. Zero outward circumcision, according to Levitical law, didn't exist. That was 1,500 years later. This is the circumcision of the original design of Adam and Eve of the Garden of Eden. Enoch was circumcised Mm -hmm. entirely 10 weeks of the entire fall of Adam and Eve, returning back to God the Father's perfection on the inside. You must also as well, through the teachings of Angel Enoch, which we know is Metatron, and Angel Elijah, which is Sandalphon. And their entire structure and ladder of going from glory to glory, which some people say doesn't exist and we're just stuck on earth, but my Bible says that ladder is important. Otherwise, the Lord would not command us to come up into the heavens, Revelation 4.1. Oh, you're good down on the earth, Revelation 2 and 3. Just stay down there, do the best you can. Nope. Jesus says, not a single thing you've done in a hundred years has pleased me. Revelation chapter 3, it is written, red letters. Mm -hmm. You've been practicing charismatic glory stream signs and wonders for 100 years. What does Jesus Christ say to the church? Revelation 3, nothing you have done has pleased me. Can you imagine being in the charismatic signs and wonders, miracles, words of knowledge, healings, all the stuff, looking really successful, having 10,000 people of your church, Jesus shows up and says, Everything you've done for a hundred years is worthless and doesn't please me. Could you believe it? 
Do you believe that's what the Bible says? Should we go there? Revelation 3. I've read it to you many, many times at Joel's Bar. It's important because being on the earth is unacceptable in every generation of faith from Adam to right now. If you were earthly, you weren't even following Elijah. You were disobedient in all the Old Testament. You weren't even following the prophets Isaiah. You were the murderers of the prophets. Do you understand that? Truth anyhow. It's the same in the New Testament. Following the apostles means we're going into the heavens. We're learning to stay in the heavens. What is of earth must remain on earth. What is of heaven must remain in the heavens. Enoch, it is written. That means you learn the teaching and allow it to change you to always remain in the above realm with those who are from above. I am from above. You are from below. Was he just setting forth a caste system Mm -hmm. like the Indians? Was he setting forth a sorcerer and dog system like the Luciferian Satanists of Kabbalah of the Klippeth? The warlocks of Babylon the Great? No, God is love. What was Jesus Christ doing? Giving them the instruction so that every single one of you could be living above all the time. With your business, with your family, with your everything, your relationships. So understand, the teaching of Messiah is for one purpose to get you established living above the earth. Mm -hmm. And if you have not used it for that, you have squandered it in the earth. And that's what you need to repent from. You have used the knowledge for something else that it's not even good for. You have used it to know stuff in the earth. Like that's going to do any good. It needs to be practical fuel for resurrecting on sapphire stones mm. 100% of the time. Mm, that's so good. Chaya teaching, man. Glory. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. We're going to get into Jude later. Oh, it's so good. I think Apostle Rebecca has something to say. Man, this is. I love hearing Brandon teach with that Chaya crystal power. That's um, absolutely amazing. It's like the house of the palace of wisdom. If you value those things, and if you understand or can at least begin to understand and comprehend what sacrifice of the self-nature it takes to attain a chaya. And you understand the, the humility that it takes, the self-sacrifice, the dying to self, the love for others, the considering others more important than yourself, all those biblical things it takes to attain a chaya soul. And then you value the wisdom that streams out of it. You can see it coming down from the palace of wisdom formed in the emerald crystal like a laser of true love, which is light, which is revealing the truth to anyone who has ears to hear. Blessed are your ears for they hear, and blessed your eyes for they see. You know, whoever has ears, let him hear, because not everyone has an ear to hear. So pray that the Lord grant you ears to hear and the ability to see what God is doing and to hear what God is saying through his sent ones, and then you treasure it, right? Because Proverbs 2, when you get wisdom, when you start to treasure it. Usually what that means is you treasure it in someone else first, and then it's added to you. You treasure it in the Bible. You read the Bible, you treasure it. When God speaks something to you, you don't just say, oh, cool, God spoke to me. Woo, put it on Facebook. Woo, you know, and then, okay, on to the next thing. No, like treasure it. Put it in that storehouse. Grow it. It's a seed. 
The seed is the engraving. The engraving is the word of God. And when you receive a word from God, when you receive a teaching of wisdom, when you treasure it, you value it, that's when you begin to walk in wisdom. And the walk up sapphire stones, what does it say in the word of God? That wisdom's house is built on what? Seven pillars. And wisdom has killed her beast and mixed her wine. Not everybody else's wine. You know, the spiced wine. What are the spices? The spices of the balsam, the spices of the sephra, of the cheeks of hesed and gevra, which means what? You're balanced in your gevra and your judgments and in your loving kindness, which means you're protected from both black sorcery and white sorcery magic. And if you really narrow it in and get perfected gevra to discern spirits and discern truth by the word of God, the sharpening of that sword, that cosmic sephirot sword, then you'll even be able to overcome and discern red magic sorcery, which is anti-righteousness. Right, you have black and then you have white, but the most cunning and deceiving of all is that red sorcery magic, uh, and that's taught by the fallen angels to human beings. And so the elect, at this time and age and day, most of the elect are still mainly deceived by the heights of white magic, We've dealt with it very rarely, but occasionally we've dealt with the red sorcery. It's also written in the word of God that God will never let you be tempted by more than you can handle. So as you go up, you begin to encounter and deal with higher level things that now you have somewhat of an ability to handle because God has given the increase. So as soon as you hit those rungs where legally by the word of God, okay, now you can handle, then you begin to be tested in those new heights. And so as you go up, understand, yes, they say the higher the level, the higher the devil, but understand it's an opportunity. Each testing in that level is not for you to be afraid because it's written in the word, do not fear. So that's not legal for you to be afraid. Uh, do not worry. Do not fear. So those are all things, if you notice those feelings in your world of emotion, those are all things to be repented of. Because it's not about being afraid of the new level and the new devil. It's about being excited for the opportunity to pass a test. Because you must believe on this walk that when Jesus Christ in 1 Corinthians 10, 13 said that he would show you the way out every time, whenever any temptation at any level comes, you're promised in the word of God not only that he won't give you anything more than you can handle, he won't let the enemy bring anything more than you can handle, if you're walking in his path, if you go in disobedience, you go in rebellion, things way higher than you will crush you. And we've seen that happen and people barely escape alive out of it. So when you stay A righteous in, person's barely saved, it right. is written. But what will become of the unbeliever? And that's a revelation you get when you get into Tiferet of Isaiah, you get the revelation that the righteous <laughs> are barely saved. So... Um, it, it's it's wonderful. We if we go up. It's a humbling path. This path is just very humbling to the soul. And if you stay in line with righteousness, you stay in obedience, and you continue in keeping with repentance, which is what bringing forth fruit in the Word of God. It says bringing forth fruit and keeping with repentance. So where's the fruit? It's a greater repentance. Ten week repentathon. All you do. Yeah. To go up, it's humility, more love for others, love for God, grace, growing in grace, growing in humility. The earthly repentance is the most obvious. The yeah. heavenly repentance is the most, the most subtle. subtle. Yeah. And so as you go up, 
instead of being afraid of the new level, the new devil, I've never dealt with this before. Remember, he promised to show you the way out of every temptation if you simply trust and lean and rely on him within you. That's all this whole path is. And the more you lean on him and less on the own understanding, the more successful you will be in conquering and overcoming, overcoming the self-nature. It's all about overcoming selfishness. The fallen angel nature is pride, it's selfishness, it's lust. All those things we're putting to death and removing it from human DNA. That's what circumcision or circumcise is. So when you're dealing with it in earth, in the four rungs of earth, you're dealing with, do I keep the foreskin of the old Adamic nature of self-preservation and minerals, plants, animals, and human being natures in me? Or do I allow God's word to cut it off layer upon layer, multiple layers, with confirming signs and wonders from the holy angels that it actually happened in you? Okay? So there's no games played with God, is there? You live your life before the holy angels, their presence, their power, God's eyes are more real to you than your own eyes. If you are spending time in Scripture, in the fear of the Lord, the beginning of wisdom, which is the beginning of building your own eternal spirit, then God's eyes are more real to you than the flesh and blood nefesh eyes. Oh, yes. Yeah. So learn to celebrate with Torah. You know, some of the Jewish festivals that represent the high realms. Do you want to learn and experience a foretaste of a high world that you're not at yet? Do this. Rejoice with the Torah. There's a part where they take the scrolls out of the ark. Very few times they'll do that. And they're dancing with it. They're rejoicing with the Torah. It's a celebration. So part of the problem is the American culture is very celebratory around the wrong things. Celebratory around celebrities and... You know, just all kinds of American culture, American leisure culture. Birthdays, anniversaries mm -hmm. instead of Torah. Right. So, so one of the things that you can do, get the whole family excited. If you're noticing that it's getting difficult for you to continue to get your 30 minutes a day, maybe you made your mind up, I'm going to do it, 30 minutes, no distractions, and then there's distractions. You need to be honest with yourself. What good mm -hmm. is a birthday if you're not in the word, it's utterly worthless. Right. It's not like, oh, it's As my it's birthday. Written, I'm taking time you're off. better off having not been born. That's written in the word many times. You're better off having never been born than to not celebrate the word of God. Right. And what better way to celebrate a birthday than bulk up your spirit, enjoy time. If demons have died at your hands, if there's been blood of the enemy spilled uh, on your birthday, that's a good birthday. Right. What better present than a bag of Philistine foreskins, right? And it needs <laughs> to be that cut and it needs to be yeah. that dry. Because a lot of the believers, the Laodiceans mm -hmm. and the lukewarmness that you deal with, it doesn't have that huge chasm mm -hmm. between clippeth and righteousness. Mm -hmm. And that's all that irritation on your uncircumcised foreskins in your hearts mm -hmm. Because you don't have that huge chasm, which is a mm -hmm. huge amount of wisdom and discernment between eternal righteousness of the Lamb's nature mm -hmm. and just worthless dead mm -hmm. things that just waste your time all day long. Right. The most fun birthdays I've ever had in my entire life is when we've done major damage to the enemy that day. And it's victory. It's a celebration. It's revelate. There was revelation that day. There was damage to the enemy kingdom that day. Those are the real celebrations, and that's what gives it value and meaning. 
we went out to eat one night for steak and we were just reveling. When you go in there, you know, they had the chandeliers uh, in the dining room. Neshama nil chandelier. Neshama nil chandelier, if you watched last night. And we were just talking about, you know, <laughs> at these higher rungs, even the dust that's on the crystals, it's so grievous. You oh. never would have noticed it in the lower rungs, but it's, it almost is just painful that so. it's, it, it's just because when you have a chaya and you want the sparkling crystal you have a neshama you want it sparkling and clean and you've experienced having it clean and, and get you know dirty and need to clean again sure. you become you civilized with the angels of that level and the standard of mm-hmm. the angelic holy beings of the kingdom of heaven that live mm-hmm. at that rung just the thought of a dirty neshama it's just so horrible it just it just it's like this can't this should not be it should not be and you might say, oh, well, that's a little bit overboard. But listen, everything in the external realm has to do with the invisible realm. And we were talking, as we talked the other day, uh, last night, what's the point of having a chandelier in your home if there's no neshama? It's a neshama near chandelier. It's valueless. It's worthless. Right. It's idolatry. It's wrongdoing. It's not, things are not right. There can be no real celebration. We ordered steak we went out we went out for a steak dinner we went to celebrate you know the celebration for our anniversary we went to eat steak and as we're eating the steak you know we're in there not just like oh we're taking time off so glad it's confrontation with oh, the clipping yeah. it's removing the sin out of the atmosphere it's that's like tangible sewage in this fine dining the for- forgiving sins attacking the enemy wickedness leaning on christ in you so blazing through it's about transforming atmospheres Wherever you go, whatever you do, it's not like, oh, now it's time to chill out. Time for my American leisure <laughs> Take culture. Take your armor off and get stabbed by demons. That They're waiting Never. for that. Yeah, you don't give them an opportunity. When Nehemiah's men were building, what do they do? You just got one hand on the sword. <laughs> and, you know, while you're Shama. sleeping, you take your sword while you go to, you know, drink. And they're building. You got the weapon. You got, you're building with we're one hand. are fighting for a lentil field right now. Hand. Yep. Exactly. And so as we're revelating and there's breakthrough, the atmosphere shifts and the nastiness of the clippeth stuff in this in the the air was being cleansed. And he was like, Man, what's going on? I was like, I'm looking at the angels and I get the report back. Give it about ten to fifteen minutes and uh, it'll be Ooh. it'll be it'll be good. And it was just like just hold on for about ten, fifteen minutes or breaking through, just keep interceding. Yeah. And when the breakthrough happened, Everything that the countenances on the people shifted the yeah. whole era. I was like, shifted the whole atmosphere. That you could almost choke on the sin in that place. And uh, you have a standard yeah. of error when you walk in holiness. Can't and you don't that tolerate sin. any atmosphere yeah. of sin, sorcery, wickedness, the ten forms of Laban sorcery. Nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like you are the children of the Most High God. So you mm-hmm. take dominion over all the air, the, the molecules, mm-hmm. atoms, elements, everything, everywhere. But when you're down in the valley, you can't really tell the difference. What air is what? You're just breathing and you don't, you don't, your senses are. What I'm seeing here uh, in, in vision is that the Rua soul mm-hmm. of the charismatic believers baptized in the Holy Spirit, which is almost all of you here and all of you watching, your Rua souls are like under the mud. I saw a vision of the mm-hmm. Egyptians yeah. building and forcing Israel to make bricks. And the vision showed that the Ruah soul of the born-again race filled with the Holy Ghost is under the mud of Egypt right now. So there needs to be, even though you have a Ruah soul and you speak in tongues, you're under mud. You're in the earth. And so there needs to be a washing of the mud through Red Sea and 
the river of life and the crystal clear living waters that sparkle the water of the Torah of the Word of God coming down and washing you as you hear a higher angelic word. It's a washing of the water of the Torah of the Father, which is Jesus Christ, the Word of God, King of kings and Lord of lords, and the King of all angel armies. And so he's washing you as your ruas have been under a mudslide literally for thousands of years. The standard in Christianity has not been apostolic of the twelve apostles of the Lamb and their secret teachings. To you I give the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. You haven't had them. What mysteries, what secrets of the kingdom of heaven have we had, people? Like none. Everyone just reads it and their their Bible and their book and their, they got all the same doctrine. They spread it all over the internet and everything. And it's like, where's the secrets and the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven? Where are they? You, you don't have any of it. And so we're reestablishing that mystical reality that the apostles walked in of secrets. Holy, righteous, pure, radiant secrets of Jesus Christ. Yeah, Jesus Christ is the mystic secret. It is written. So when we establish that fresh and anew, the heavens will open up for you. But if you just have this 500-year-old mud on you from 500 years of Protestant Christianity or even Catholic Christianity, whatever, that's just written in books of men and women, and you don't have any secret knowledge, you don't have any mystic mystery knowledge, and it's all just dead letter in you from dirt and dust, that is what the mud on the Ruah soul is. That's why you're covered, and that's why you can't overcome, and it seems like everything I do, I'm just always under mud. So what raises you from the mud as a Ruah, Christian soul. Mysteries and secrets of the kingdom of the heavenly angels of Jesus Christ. Clearly written in the word. Come up here, I'll tell you mysteries you know not of. It is written. So when we're down in the dirt and the dust and the mud, it's like there's no mysteries. And we think we have mysteries that are not. It's just mud, it's dirt, it's dust, it's it's knowledge, it's common knowledge. It's not what the angels are talking about in the heavenly angelic spheres today. When you begin to get the mysteries of the conversations of the holy angels in the celestial rungs, and you're listening, mm-hmm. and you're sensitive, and you're tenderized, hey. and, the, and the Holy Spirit begins to bring the angels to you because you're postured for mysteries, you're postured for secrets, guess what happens? You begin to cherish those mm-hmm. gemstone words oh. in your heart. You begin to rise out of the mud by the mystery of the word. You know what they speak? revelations of the written Word of God. Uh Not just 500-year-old theological interpretations Mm -hmm. that you can learn at seminaries, but today's Mm -hmm. fresh presence in eyes Mm -hmm. of the Father of what the holy angels have had studying the written Word for eternity of eternities. Mm -hmm. When you said tenderize, that brought me back to that steak revelation. That's perfect. (laughs) If you're not tenderized, can you imagine a tough, rough, gristly, chewy fatty steak that the fat's not burned on the altar and it's just like oh good can't cover it with enough a1 sauce to save life you know? i don't like cold fat on my steak cold fat on they've a steak actually with served me a5 no, wagyu many years ago and it was literally cold Oof. fat and i said what is this you gotta burn the fat Render 120 for this trash <laughs> take it back Tenderize. to the kitchen you know take it back 
send it back. Can't register to send it. You know what? <laughs> this was like in 2015. I had to send it back three times. They were so cautious in this precious A5 Japanese certified Wagyu that they would, wouldn't even cook it right. That's idolatry, man. That's You're idolatry. a mess. So we were eating that. <laughs> speaking of tenderized steak, good steak versus bad steak. We had about the best steak of our lives, you know, recently when we went to dinner. And we were talking about the chandelier and the nishama. Tenderloin. And then, and then we had the tenderloin. Te- wow, it was a tenderloin. Tender. Wow, okay, that's good. The kindness of Jesus. Woo, okay, again, this is good. Mm. And by the time the sin had cleared up and everyone's sins are forgiven, those chefs crank out, and I also called on some holy angelic creatures from the heights that we're in, which helped them to make the steak. I don't think that's possible without those kind of creatures. The first round, it's like they pulled it out of the dumpster. Yeah. And the second round, after the sins were forgiven, the yep. air was cleansed, the angels had done their work and reported back. Then literally, the best Then it steak, became the best. Went it from went the from worst the worst to, to the, the best. best. That's the thing, exactly. True the name. And as we're eating the steak, we've been revelating. And I was just like, this steak would be completely worthless to me. Yeah. If we hadn't had this conversation, what is food? Steak above, steak, steak below. below. It's the steak above, the meat of the word, that even gives it value. The only purpose in enjoying and eating this thing, it would be empty, fruitless, lifeless, idolatry, not satisfying to my soul. I can't, I'd rather be... This, this, at the that schizophrenia point, in the brain yeah. says, well, what a, aren't I supposed to only be above? Now you're talking about below. Listen, what makes it sin is not having it above. Right. And then it's flowing down below. Because every good and perfect, perfect, it is written perfect, comes down. So it comes all the way down. If you have it above and and it's not below, sometimes there are delays for character building on time. Like, you know, first uh, the prophet, when he told me when I'd be in the higher realms, first it would be in the invisible realm and it'd start to come out um, in the natural realm. That's part of the process. So it comes down and the faster we go up, the, you know, the quicker we'll be intercepting and catching those things instead of waiting for it to come all the way down, we're going up, right? So, uh, but with the above and the below, if I was just eating the steak, no matter how perfect it was, no matter what heights of an angel helped them to make that, yeah. the sins are forgiven, it's completely worthless. There's no, there cannot be satisfaction for my soul unless we had that steak above. But the richness of the revelation that tenderized the tenderloin, the meat of the word, those revelations of these worlds and these rungs, mysteries and secrets of the kingdom of God that feed your innermost being truth, light, clarity, more of Christ and his character, his virtues, understanding, wisdom, all of those virtues of God on sapphire stones. And I feel full in my spirit. It was satisfied. And then as the revelation is just wrapping up, then they come out with the physical steak. And you're savoring the mysteries. You're savoring the revelation. And the steak that's just cooked beyond perfection of anything you've ever tasted was only made possible by the sapphire stones of Jesus Christ. And when you eat it, you're chewing on it. You're thinking in your mind. When they say you chew on it for a while, you think about it. You're pondering the mysteries you've just consumed. You're digesting in your innermost being those things. That'll kill some demons in the flesh. Mm -hmm. You mean I always got to live in the heavenly realm and can't focus on the earth? Yeah, you're born from above, buckwheat. Seriously, you know? We're like so focused down here, we forgot how to live above. That whole nature is from above. The born Mm -hmm. again nature is from above. Now it's the training Mm -hmm. to have that above realm. Mm -hmm. 
all the time. And I'll share with you what I shared at the dinner table, just how worthless that perfect steak would be to me if we couldn't have that revelation. If we couldn't have had that spiritual feast before the steak came out, it would have been so worthless to me. I said, at that point, if there's no revelation above no eating, you might as well be praying and fasting. That's what praying and fasting is for. When there's not enough food above. The demon of gluttony just mm -hmm. scowled at you. Yeah, it's worthless. <sighs> worthless eating. You're just grabbing food and putting it in there. You might as well just what be praying and me? fasting. Listen, Satan, mm -hmm. we're trying to drive you out of these bodies right yes. now. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. There will be no home for you left. <laughs> Glory. Yeah. There will be no place for them to lay their head this time around. Yes. And they'll go into the cosmic Curse toilet. the demons. Yes, let them be accursed. Curse your own demons. Mm -hmm. Now, some people might be a little bit afraid or uncomfortable at the thought of cursing your own demons. I know you're thinking that. I can hear you <laughs> thinking that from over here. But that's fine. I wanted to give you a little Angels story to are like, let's go, boys. Come on, let's go. Come on, let's go. Royal roundup tonight. Okay, well, but, but bless and not curse. And yeah, shut up, oh, you lion demon. You're demon. You're lion demon. That thing doesn't want to leave. Yeah, okay. So you're not going to be cursing humans. You're cursing demons. That's right. And mostly, mainly your own demons and your own families, familiars, and First your own Corinthians familiar spirits. 16, 20. God's curse Amen. is written. Now, I'll give you a story of someone, I know I might be hard to believe, being a young mm. Nefesh, uh, young Nefesh soul, but let's look at someone that you can believe quite easily. Bob Jones. Everyone can respect him. He's already dead. We don't have, we can Easy to him honor now. dead prophets. Yeah, easy to honor dead prophets or an older man. Even Super easy. the sons of Satan did that. Right. Yeah. So, exactly. Even they got people who serve Satan's throne honor him now, you yeah. know. But, uh, it's crazy. So, in his time, they were dealing with something that was about to turn into a pandemic. People were getting really sick. And then the Lord spoke with them as he speaks to prophets and said, you know, you're going to have to do this and you're going to have to pray. And then I want you to curse that thing. So they did. They got together. They got a bunch of leaderships together, church leadership and repented. And then they cursed it. And I never saw it again. The, f the hospitals were filling up. Everything was going crazy. And they cursed that. It was like a flu variation. And they cursed it. And there, no Anything one ever heard about doing, it. Curse it. If a spirit of lust comes around, yeah. you curse that spirit of lust. If a spirit of murder comes around, a spirit of strife, any kind of thing, you curse it. And you uh -huh. command your angels to just kick it in the face. All right, ladies, I have a story for you. This is going to help Amen. you out. You're going to like this. They'll kick that thing so hard, you'll hear the demons scream all the way into the lake Amen. of fire. All right, I'm going to share this one with you, ladies. And men, you can use this too because you know how the women be lusting after the men out there. You know how it is. They, they do it. But... Uh, so I'm at the mall, and I'm going to get my Starbucks so I can go and get some steps in. You're going to get some steps in, a little bit of light activity. I had a vision of the mall. We're going to go over there and pray. going to walk around and release the glory and just see, you know, there's signs and wonders along the way, manifestations. We're going to go get a little coffee or a little Starbucks and just see what there is to see encounter. And as I'm waiting for my drink and I look over, there's two demon-possessed men Full of these demons of lust. Just, you know, you know the, the real obvious ones where they don't even have the dignity to pretend like they didn't look. They're just out there gawking. And I mm. said, you know, I'm not going to take this today. I said, you know, I've always forgive people when they do that. But I just, I like, you know what? Not today, Clippeth. You know, Clippeth, no Clippething. And uh, I, I didn't really put my hand out and say, Clippeth, no Clippething. I didn't do that and yell at them from across the way. I didn't do that. Maybe next Although, time. Although, maybe next time. I might pull out the big guns. I'm saving mm. that one for a rainy day. Um, 
but under my breath, and I'm wearing my glasses, my sunglasses, I just look at them like, the audacity of these demons right now. Mm. And I just started whispering in my breath, I curse the spirit of lust. I curse them. I curse the clip. I curse. All of a sudden, terror on their faces. Tuck tail. I could literally see a demon tail's tuck and run back inside of the other uh, store. They terrified. So take that and run with it. Start the demon possessed homeless person tried to do that yesterday as we're on assignment oh, yeah, over in St. Paul. I want to test it again to see if it works. The, the Minnesota government. And we're over there, and this demon possessed homeless man comes right up to the car door and starts uttering the curses mm-hmm. of the clippeth yeah. through all the sorcerers channeling through his body mm-hmm. towards us in yeah, the car. Yeah, human augury. And we just, we just curse that augury, yeah. and we curse that human sorcery. We and, it. and as soon as mm-hmm. we started cursing it, terror came on like, his face. And then he just he ran away. The other way. <laughs> so that was, we wanted to test it out on a, on a street level again to see how well this was working. So. Again, I will say this. As it's written, do not tolerate the persons of the wicked. Yep. Amen. No more being nice to demons. Put that in the comments. No more being nice to demons. No more nice to sin. Yeah. They are not your friends. Don't be nice to They don't care about you. Even if they come with their white magic of fake nice and... That, oh, that's the thing I want to deal with tonight, the dazzling yeah. demons. Let's talk about dazzling demons. So everyone's dazzling demons is when they come as angels of light, and that's about half of them. Yep. Half of them come looking like perfect Ooh. Christianity, perfect nice, getting you to be nice, to manipulate and suck all the life out of your blood, and, and hurt you and Ooh. steal from you, kill you and destroy you, and snare you any possible way when you come into agreement with mm. them. Now, the best example of this in the Bible is when Joshua and Caleb are leading the armies of the living God over the Jordan River, and all of a sudden, here comes a bunch of imposters that are so beguiling that they made a covenant with Joshua and Caleb to live in the promised land and to steal the inheritance of the birthright of Israel for thousands of years. They were at war against those people, if you know Israeli history. They're still at war of them. Mm-hmm. You know, there there's the Palestinians with the bombs blowing them up inside Israel's borders today, always causing problems. That's because Joshua and Caleb allowed dazzling demons to come into covenant, and it's been tormenting them ever since. So this is what a Christian really needs. Okay. This is the main thing y'all deal with. Okay, you're going to want to pay attention to this part. When the nice ones come around looking like Jesus and they're texting, they have all the right stuff and they have the light in the eyes and oh, oh, they might even speak in tongues half the times. We've seen everything. They might come with lying signs and wonders. They'll come with prophetics. They'll come just looking any possible way to manipulate you through niceness, Mm -hmm. through gentleness, through kindness. Mm -hmm. Look, isn't that how they manipulated Joshua and Caleb? Joshua and Caleb had face-to-face discipleship with the angel of God in the Shekinah glory for 40 years under Moses and Aaron and were still beguiled by dazzling demons. Come on. Woo! Think about that. Now, you guys deal with this every day. Every day. You'll deal with it in your kids. You'll deal with it in yourself. You'll deal with it with every interaction you have with every human being from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep. Until you have Jude's discernment in yourself, cursing the stuff that belongs to Satan and hell, Satan's coming, but he has nothing in me. That's your daily morning prayer. 
Satan's coming, but he has nothing in me. Every day he comes, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Every single day you're dealing with dazzling demons, sorcery, the world, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life, complacency, sleeping, all kinds of sin and wickedness to destroy your eternal souls. And so you wake up every day as disciples and soldiers of Jesus Christ, understanding the devil's going to try to deceive you today. Because you live in the world and the world is entirely fallen and filled with devils everywhere. You can't avoid it. You're on this earth. You're in the war, whether you're sleeping or not. It's here. You just need to wake up and deal with it through the gospel and the training that comes from Jesus Christ. And the only way I've ever seen to effectively deal with it and not come into contract like Joshua and Caleb did for our wisdom in the Old Testament is if you curse it in yourself, curse your own familiars, Mm -hmm. anything that belongs to the Klippeth, I give my angels permission to just tear it out of me. I hate the devil. I hate iniquity in the spirit. I hate sin in the soul. I hate iniquity in the bones. I hate sorcery in the ten forms of beguiling witchcraft of Laban in this world. I hate them with perfect hatred. It is written. You have to hate wickedness in order to love righteousness. It's a prerequisite. If you don't hate sin, laziness, slothfulness, greed... All the time-wasting crap that you tolerate in your own souls. You'll never grow in the Lord your entire lives, even if you're around God himself for 30 years. It won't help you. You have to implement the discipleship practically into your lives. Teach us how to pray, Lord. It is written. Matthew 6. So what he was teaching them is how to destroy... The enemy's kingdom and their spirit, soul, mind, strength, daily activities, daily planning. I get up and I'm focused and alert to receive from the Father what he has for me. I'm not sleeping. I'm awake. I'm alive. Therefore, when you curse that stuff out of you, it gives the angels of Jesus Christ of Holy Mount Zion permission to take that stuff out of you and throw it into the sea of forgetfulness which is the lake of fire. Just get it as far away from you as possible and to live in the fresh and the new. Behold, I make all things new. And if you understand what that says, it means constantly. So where we begin to sleep and die is that we get complacent in something he did three months ago. Oh, it was so great. It was the highest heights. Oh, signs, miracles, and wonders. A hundred people were raised from the the dead. We cleared out a cemetery, bro. Yeah, it will happen today. Did you get your sleeping for three months? You're dead. Better off if it didn't even happen. Truth anyhow. So you live in the constant mm-hmm. awakening. Now. The daily awakening of your daily instruction. Otherwise, no matter how great God ever shows up to you, you'll still die and go to sleep tomorrow. You'll be living in the past. <laughs> living in the past is evidence that you're currently asleep. Yeah. So... You have to deal with yourself first. So teach us how to pray. You you pray these things when you wake up in the morning. You curse your familiars, your complacency, just the lukewarmness that wants to do the mundane thing of just an animal slipping through the mud of the dirt walk. Put your shoes on and walk through dirt as a dirt being. No! I'm an angelic being created in God's image. I'm going to bear forth fresh glory, fresh light, fresh Shekinah. God's image comes forth from my spirit. No other image will I bear on my face today. My countenance will be lifted to Him. I will please my Father. I will live before His eyes. I'll live before His angels. I'll live in His presence. Then nothing you do that day is lost. 
because you've done it for the Father. How do we know we're doing everything for the Father and not for men and not for wages that spoil? It's in His eyes, which are angels, and in His presence. In His eyes and in His presence. Therefore, if it's in His eyes and presence, you're in God and you're growing. Mm. And it'll often be like three years for me serving tables downtown at the old spaghetti factory, being in His eyes and in His presence serving tables of Mm. foreigners four hours a night during Bible college. It's not a time off from studying the Bible and my holy things of God and my religious duties because I'm called to be a pastor in full-time ministry. It's 24-7 buckwheat. 24-7. Type that in the comments. It's 24-7 buckwheat. Buckwheat army. Yes. Especially at your job. Little rascal game. Especially at your job. Because we're a bunch of little rascals down here. you got to remind yourself, you are a little rascal. When you look in the mirror, say, little rascal. You're a member of the little rascal gang. I'm a little rascal. You're loved. You're accepted. It's Joel's army. Little rascal gang. You are a buckwheat, and you're <laughs> going to have to deal with the buckwheat stuff. Yeah. And you just burn it out. And even in a buckwheat body like Jesus Christ, <laughs> a Neanderthal-looking ancient Jew, nothing beautiful about his appearance, in a buckwheat body, you can have a perfect day because Yadevave dwells in buckwheats. Yadevave dwells in little rascals. The blood of the Lamb has made a way for Him to dwell in you every day. (laughs) And if you use the blood, you're using it for His presence in His eyes. So all of the self-rejection and the green with the enemy and the familiar spirits, you're not good enough. The religious excuses, which are just terrible forms of satanic pride Mm -hmm. and excuses that infants make in Christ instead of actually just dealing with their demons and sin and just anathemating that stuff into the Mm -hmm. lake of fire every day. Listen, you go through strict deliverance cursing your demons for months until it's like the Shekinah's beaming out of me because you're clean. Amen. You deal with your junk. Mm -hmm. Deal with your mess. Deal with your mud. You don't have to be in Egypt. You should live in Zion. The gates of Zion are open, and he's loved the gates of Zion more than any other place. What is at the gate of Zion? The 12 pearls of the 12 names of the tribes of Israel. Their names are the gates of Zion. And we enter those gates with thanksgiving and praise. How often, guys? Every morning until we go to sleep inside Jerusalem's gates. Until we sleep in the Shekinah, we dream in the Shekinah, we're sealed within those walls. How will you know the presence of the Shekinah glory is beaming out of your hearts, minds, and souls, and bones, and marrow, constantly desiring the Word of God, loving holiness, hating wickedness, loving awakeness, hating sleeping, hating complacency, hating the enemy, loving the Lord Jesus. If there's no above food being eaten, you get to the point where you can't even stand the thought of eating physical food unless your inner man is nourished. It's just, you, you despise A circumcised it. heart is a circumcised mm-hmm. stomach. Because mm-hmm. your spirit man begins mm-hmm. in your belly. So an uncircumcised spirit only has a dead stomach, and their God is their stomach. Why? Because they have a foreskin in their stomach. The reason why some of you who lay hands on your bellies for 10 years of our God-inside-minded teaching but don't even have an awareness of Yadavav HaShekinah beaming out of your bellies is because your foreskin is still on your spirit in your bowels. Mm -hmm. So you have to receive the apostolic instruction and let it deal with all of the iniquity right in your belly. Mm -hmm. And if you put up armor and excuses and self-righteousness and but my kids take up all my time and I have to work 10 hours a day. Listen, 
a snip of Elijah's sword and cir- takes literally mm-hmm. three seconds. You have three seconds for a circumcision today, Ministries Worldwide International. You have three seconds. What you don't have is a soft heart allowing the sword entrance into your own spirit because you're using your spirit for selfish, foreskin, unclean activity. Truth, anyhow. So you have to check the intentions and thoughts of your heart for what? Judgment of the word. So what is circumcision called in Hebrews 4.12? Judgment of the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So when the sword of the spirit, the word of God comes, what does it do? Amplified classic Hebrews 4.12. It judges the thoughts. So what uncircumcised believers do is they reject and resist holy judgment, which is the circumcision of the foreskins of the spirit, four rungs. Amen. Mm -hmm. That's what all of you are doing in this place. And we see it before the eyes of God and we like you. And we love you, therefore we tell you the truth so you can deal with your unclean foreskins inside the iniquity of your own heart and get it just blasted out of you. Get it judged out of you. Use the word accurately. What does it say? It judges. I love judgment towards my spirit because it circumcises the foreskins of Satan out of my heart. Amen. Amen. And you come with that attitude every day. Guess what? You'll be dealing with foreskins left and right, up and down. What You'll be so circumcised, it'll be beaming out of you. When you speak, it'll come with the authority of the purity of the Lamb of God. Everyone around you begin listening. This dude's serious on the inside. Therefore, it demands seriousness on the outside. That's how you get respect in business. Amen. Amen. Let's take a look to talk about mysteries and secrets. Even your children begin to respect you. Amen. That's a miracle sign and wonder that the world has yet to see. <laughs> I pray for the... That one hits too close to home, Rebecca. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Oh, I'm offended, oh. actually. All right, kids. We're watching Pigs in the Parlor again today. Turn this broadcast oh, yeah. off. I've heard enough. Strap and the their kids ears down. were stopped up we got, snakes. We got a couple of Amazon ordered, delivered straight jackets for the kids for the All Pigs of a sudden, the they're hungry viewing. for pizza. Okay, you know what? <laughs> You've had enough enough pizza, pizza. Buckwheat. Well, you know, uh, on the note of having fun with the family, let it be a fun, exciting thing for the family to get together, or even your families to get to, hey, we're going to watch a Torah scroll tonight. We're going to go through such and such books in the New Testament or the Old Testament or the Psalms, and we're going to just do a, a... it's like a movie marathon, but more fun because we're actually going to delight, our, delight ourselves in the Lord mm-hmm. and in His Word more than in our Disney Plus channel. You know what the Lord channel. says? Burn Amen. your children in fire. Amen. Not sacrifice like Mo- your firstborn. <laughs> Not like Moloch. No. A living sacrifice. It is written, Dying to self I have come to bring <laughs> fire. Oh, how I wish it was already kindled. So you go on your Kindle and you read the Bible. Amen. 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 So... You know, have have some fun food and have some snacks. Have the above, have the below world food, but get together and watch the Torah. Have a have a Torah Bible Bible study. Get the spa music in the background or watch the RLM videos, and just make it a fun, exciting thing. It's the most exciting thing that we do. Uh, we'll an put unburnt the Bible on. soul yeah. will always channel the clippeth. Right. The, an uncircumcised heart and mind and bone and marrow will channel the demonic 
100% yes. of the time automatically because that's mm -hmm. what being uncircumcised is. Amen. So have your little snack, get your family together, your friends together, and enjoy the Word of God. Make it fun. Uh, and it does not, you have to Bring make raging it fun. judgment of Mount Sinai. Yes, and that's, it doesn't get more fun than that. Amen. That's the funnest thing we could ever do. <laughs> yeah. I want to be on the mountain with Aaron and Moses uh -huh. burning in the smoke and the ash. Uh -huh. It might feel intense for you at first, but later on, it doesn't even feel like a sacrifice. It's actually so enjoyable and Thank much more satisfying God, than the than fish is burning, crispy, numb, glowing in Shekinah. Amen. Come on. That's but, the only way to live. Right, we're gonna we're having a burn our nefesh party. You want to come? What are sure. you doing with your we're life in the sand, wings. building golden calves and orgies? Stop it. <laughs> Amen. All right. So, mysteries and secrets. Uh, when is God go going to give you mysteries and secrets? We talked about, you know, the apostle. He was speaking here tonight Loose. about <laughs> eating them and how those raise you up. So, how are you going to get them to eat them to be raised up? Well, you're going to get them at Joel's bar primarily for this season. But how are you going to get mysteries and secrets? And when and why is God going to give them to you? Because we might mention something for months at Joel's bar. And then later on, someone gets a revelation. Oh, my gosh. It's like, yeah, well, we've been yeah. teaching that for like. Happens to me every day. For like, you know, months or Oh, or my God. Years. You said that four years ago. I just mm -hmm. got it today. Yeah. And so it's always like that. Why is that like that? Well, look at the natural realm of teaching. When you're teaching kindergarten. When you're teaching third grade. The fire is burning the grass. School, yeah, when you're teaching any of those levels, what do teachers know to do? You must repeat something three to four times minimum, usually, unless it's an extreme area of interest. Yeah, we'll come back to that. Unless it's an extreme area of interest for the student and the student is hyper-focused on it, they might get it the very first time, like just like waiting like this. Eh. Or simply oh, attentive. Wow. You know, paid attention, took notes, or took it seriously. Or simply awake. Reminded themselves of it, reviewed it, burned it in their eyes, and said it out loud three to four times each of a whole school of the Magi. Somebody did that, and they're on the moon now. Congratulations. Woo! You're on the moon. Give them, give them one drop of oil. You get it. I did. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I did. I was like... One drop of oil when it comes down the path of lightnings, it's like yeah. a full baptism. I saw them down there on the moon, and I was on the moon of the... Ca like, on the high floor. Velocity. I was on the in the moon castle in a higher floor in a higher world, and I looked down and I saw him down there, and I was like, "Oh man, I'm gonna get him with this drop." <laughs> you love God so much if you go through the four rungs of Malkut of Isaiah, that anything that comes down the path of oh. lightnings, you just you yes. want it to hit you. Yes. You make sure that uh -huh. I don't care what I'm it is from my father's throne, like I'm catching oh. it and I'm going up with it. Yeah, ready to receive. Like here it it's comes. It's a resurrection desperation. So it's called thirsting and hungering for righteousness above. Amen. Imagine like a classroom of kids, and you have one kid that's like front row, always takes notes, and is like sitting there, like hanging on every word. I think this is important. I'll write this one down. They study their notes that night at home. So they come up they came into the class early, and they were reading and reviewing their notes from the last class, so they'd be refreshed for the new one. He gets the and then, Wigglesworth punt to the head. <laughs> and then imagine you have another kid in the back of the class, just on their cell phone, taking a nap, texting, taking a nap. Oh, yeah, in the back of the class with the hoodie on and the dark sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I'm only here out of obligation. <laughs> I'll probably drop out of the 11th grade. Yeah, you know. You any pot, so, bro? When a strong revelation that has the... <laughs> when the strong revelation that comes down that's taught, who's more likely to take that and use it and rise with it? It's obvious, right? And now usually we're not one or the other. Some of us, we're extreme people. We've been one or the other. We've Some of you have been both students that we just described. But realistically, day to day, most of us are all the kids in between. And you vary. We vary in how much we're paying attention, how much we're focusing on what the angels are saying, the holy angels, how much we're focusing the on what the Holy Spirit. doesn't matter at all. Yeah. So, and you can get to that extremely focused place and stay there. And it's actually very healthy. And you can be resting assured when you're actually focused and listening to the angels. When they need you to just take a nap or take a break, they'll tell you, but you're not just coming up with your own schedule anymore because now you're focused. It's better to be focused because when you can hear heaven clearly, when it's time, when you need rest, when you need to eat, when you need to do all these things, when you need a reminder to start your laundry, when you need a reminder for oh, whatever the angels it is, love helping with everything. everything. That means you're living in the kingdom. They'll let you know. You'll get wake-up calls. They'll be like, go, you know? go grab a cold pot. Yeah, they'll, this and, will enhance your experience out, of this. Yeah, Take a nap. They'll let you know. Put some ice in that cup before you pour water in it, man. How much better, right? <laughs> that's funny. That's a funny. That's real. That's actually a real one. And you need uh, refreshment from heaven. Yeah. So how much better is that than if you're just kind of taking it easy? I just need to give myself more leisure. American leisure culture demon, right? Well, you're just like, oh, well, I've just had a hard day. You're better off being 100% into the kingdom and having a hard work ethic and hearing heaven clearly because when you need a break, they'll give you a break. They'll tell you. that, And then you have If you're going comfort. hard in the presence in yeah. his eyes, yeah. that means you just accrued so many rewards for the day. You mm -hmm. can go rest in the rewards in the evening just boiling in the Shekinah glory. But if your whole day was outside of the walls of Jerusalem, I mean, all You're you can do is repent. Judgment at the all end you can do is just yeah. go on your knees and be like, man, it was just a worthless servant today. I did nothing for God at all. Wasn't aware of his presence. My whole life is a lie. Can I start over? And that's mm -hmm. real, actual repentance. Yeah. You need to do that with your days. He's the mm -hmm. ancient of days. Yep. Amen. Yep. So having a worthwhile day is your ability to hear God's communication to you through the written word of God, the spoken word of God, through the apostolic instruction, through the holy angels assigned to you, and through that gentle whisper of the Holy Spirit. But if you're listening to familiar spirits that you think are the Holy Spirit, or you're just getting up and doing what you do every day because that's just what you're comfortable with <laughs> and you're used your to. familiars. Yeah. That is such a good prophetic discipleship tip for everyone. Amen. You wake up in the morning, I curse my familiars i'm not gonna have a familiar day this ain't groundhog day yeah we're not going on repeat in cycles kitties party around the mountain wasting 40 years doing the same stupid earthly crap i'm going up the mountain Amen. curse your familiars your familiars are in everything familiar to you that to have the same day today that you did yesterday mm -hmm. and you guys your guys's houses are full of them yep. So you need to just curse it in your whole house mm -hmm. and then let fresh Shekinah glory come in your house so your house goes up like mm -hmm. Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz every day. Amen. Every mm -hmm. day, take your house up into heaven. Amen. So what do you do every day that's familiar to you? Do you have a certain thing? As soon as you wake up, check my messages. Check my email. 
crawl to the coffee machine. Oh, don't even talk to me about the kids until I've had my cup of coffee. You know, that's how you know it's the a The energy will be so out of this world when you become disciples of the morning sun, the day sun, and the evening sun. The government of day is the sun. And it's not just natural light. It's angelic light of the God who made it. Amen. <laughs> now, don't go Gnostic on that's the thing. Does that mean I can't have my morning coffee anymore? No. Put that's, some that's good demonic. cream. I, lactose-free half and half, though. That's really good. Because yeah. human beings can't digest dairy. Yeah, especially not mucus. Like just yeah. No more mucus. No more mucus. Amen. Okay. So, it's about waking up in the morning. Your instructions. Are you... All right. Time to receive instruction. What's the angelic notifications? Are you getting angelic notifications? Are you waking up and thinking... You know, who's texting me? Who's this? What's going on? You know, what are the angels saying? What's the word of God? Well, are you hearing anything? Go ahead and start the, put on the word. Put on some worship. Now, here's the thing that could be a problem. You wake up, you put on the word, you put on worship. But if you're doing it in a drone-like manner, okay, I wake up. We need to be realistic that we're not talking to all Levites here. We're talking to all 12 tribes. And so what the Lord says to you who have day jobs which mm-hmm. you should, and prosper in them greatly, because it's 11 mm-hmm. tribes of eternal Israel, is that this is a focus mm-hmm. of working for the presence and the eyes of the yep. Lord throughout the day. Yep. That's what will take your business up the rungs of glory. So now you're doing business mm-hmm. on the sun as an angel. How we all know you're going to have more favor mm-hmm. in the marketplace when oh, you're yeah. an angel on the sun. It'll be astronomical. So that's really where a lot of people are at right now that are watching right now is that you're learning how to work unto the Lord and not for you, which oh, is man. Yeah. Do you dread here? I'll share because I have a ton of uh, work experience in the glory and going to jobs with some of the most intense bosses. Most of you probably wouldn't even handle it. We would see like one out of five people make it through the initiation phase. I've seen gro- multiple grown men leave crying. That's how intense these kind that. of atmospheres are. So it was military training. So it was a challenge. But I knew <laughs> that that's exactly where God put me. So I was like, well, there's no chickening out now. You know, everyone's like, you know, the the owners were gone for that first week, there, and like everyone the was in fear. Of grown men. Yeah, was, they were real. They were run out crying. They just smiled, Never see him again. What a beautiful thing. They, they couldn't handle the pressure. But it also, that became one of the most fun jobs for me out of any job that I've ever had because of the value of the spiritual training. So if you find yourself waking up dreading to go to your job because of the familiar problems, the familiar mm, sins, start cursing that. Start <laughs> loving that mean boss. You, you, can, you have the power to transform workplaces regardless of whether you're the owner or not. And I know because I've seen it happen in almost every job I've ever had when all the situation seemed 100% against me, Why did Jesus God say, don't curse? Because mm-hmm. they were stuck within human souls. Mm-hmm. He's like, don't curse the human soul. Yeah, don't curse curse the, the demons inside the because human God soul. Because God wishes that none that's would what perish. Love is. Yes. Love is annihilating mm-hmm. the darkness yep. through the impartation of light. Light is a mm-hmm. curse to darkness. Yep. So it's the light that is cursing the darkness through the soul to obliterate hell. Amen. Right. The same lightning bolt that came out of the Father that caused Satan to fall like lightning all the way down. 
is the same lightning. If you go into the throne room now, people go into the throne room in visions or they get raptured into heaven. People will be jumping up the air trying to get hit by one of those lightning bolts. Why? Yeah. Because it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, Ride the lightning. Yeah, and the, yeah, the curse. There, we'll have to find that. Maybe one of the scribes can find the verse for us if you guys look it up later. Uh, the one, I think it's, it might be an Enoch where it talks about the sun and the, the revolutions of the sun and the lightnings and then how it's uh, light. It's a curse for the darkness, but a blessing for the righteous. Or I for love the lightning. Yeah, the scri- it would be nice if we have the It's the best cherubim lightning. Yeah. The enemy's got some counterfeit lightning too. Yeah. Oh man, it comes out of the killing of human beings and they got all kinds of terrible red lightning, black You'll lightning, f- dazzling oh, yeah. demon lightning. They counterfeit everything yeah. 10 weeks up all the way to where sin is no longer mentioned, y'all. And it's all pretending mm-hmm. to be God every single level. Mm-hmm. And on protecting yourself from demonic lightning, your first interactions with got a demonic lightning. Let's show them the mountain range. Your first experience with Look dealing at that with the filth enemy, on the left. Disgusting. Pretenders, imposters, Fake. hypocrites, play actors. I curse them all. Amen. Amen. Now on the right, I bless the kingdom of Israel. Amen. I bless Jerusalem and Zion, oh, wow. the city of my father. I bless the holy angels that Amen. serve God's throne. I bless the faithful and true to the word of God who love Jesus in all the earth and Amen. in all the heavens. Amen. Amen. Bless the name of Yahweh, creator of worlds. That's oh. Torah. Amen. Curse with the curse, blessed with the blessing. Only mm-hmm. in the New Testament, yep. if you read 1 Corinthians 16, 20, Paul's doing this. It's actually dealing with the demons. Mm-hmm. It's dealing with the sin because now you can use the blood, the water. We're better priests. Mm-hmm. We're still priests. We're still Levites, tribal Levi, book of Revelation. So mm-hmm. we're still Levites. We're just like super Levites. Super Levites to the rescue. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. It's true. I'm not having to go out there, grab a freaking nasty goat and tie its hooves and cut it open with a freaking saw. Are you kidding me? That's like the uh, dark ages. Now we can do it with angelic weapons. This is angelic. New Testament, angelic. Old Testament, animalic. Okay, uh, the Holy Spirit was talking about natural realm versus invisible realm. Why Enoch was not circumcised physically? This will help you to understand. Why did it have to happen in the flesh? So if Enoch didn't need circumcised, then why go through the whole Jewish race and do all that? And we've talked oh, on yeah. this, but again, we're going through this again. It's until the house. We, uh, so the circumcision. Why don't you have to be physically circumcised? We talked about Enoch, talked about New Testament, grace. You might have some charismatic doctrine left over. My that's heart similar. physically does. <laughs> yeah. Amen. And the brain. The brain. <laughs> and the liver. So, but, but look at this. Enoch, not everyone, here's the thing. Not everyone is like Enoch, and not everyone's going to be like Enoch, obviously. He caught it. He got it. He understood it. He got the message. He, he understood the communication of God to his creation. He got it. He laid hold of it. He was open and willing, and he wanted to know. He really wanted to know the truth about everything. And so he was able to lay hold of it and walk in it successfully. And that's inner circumcision. He understood the cosmic gospel. Yeah. He he heard it. God's been preaching it. The eternal gospel. The evidence is all around. It's always been all around. All you have to do is pay attention and listen. That's all and Enoch had. He had simply the eternal, eternal gospel. gospel. 
Simple yep. as that. So, but why did God have to do the Jewish race and, and you know, the circumcision? Yeah. Why was circumcision done in the flesh? Simply for the sake of having the establishment of types and shadows of an old covenant so that people would get it. It's like a bulldozer pushing yeah. humanity into the promised yeah. land by God's timeline. Yeah. Like, so we're just not doing that anymore. For your New Testament. We're going forward. If God never had the Jews physically circumcised, you would never, un- most of you would never understand circumcision at all. Huh? What? What do you mean? Exactly. I don't get it. Because it's for wisdom. It's for wisdom. He, that whole, gen- all those generations, there's rich wisdom. It was externally beneficial to them for their time and for their season. But mainly, how would he have a New Testament people, a new covenant, an eternal covenant people, walking in cosmic circumcision if it hadn't been all those years of revelation and all those generations and all the wisdom of the revelation of that Jewish law regarding circumcision. It's for wisdom to walk in it cosmically without having understood the Jews. You'd have to be on Enoch's level to even basically be saved cosmically and walk this. And that's not a lot of people in all of the history of humanity. Not everyone's going to be like Enoch. Well, why is this going to be an Enoch generation? He's built this whole thing up, all these thousands of years of history and wisdom (laughs) so that you can, so that anyone can, no matter how great or how small, the evidence that I'm going up, me going up, is evidence that anyone can do it, You can push the kids up, even at 8, 10, 12. It it doesn't take a super apostle. It's nonsense. Mm -hmm. It just takes someone getting bulldozed Mm -hmm. in the correct direction through their hearts. He's making this available to anyone who truly wants to know him and seek him. And the greatest light coming forth and the greatest darkness of a perverse generation, you know, we see the memes, worst generation ever, and it's kind of a joke. But people think, oh, people are mainly good people. But what have we found? The very best of what seems like, oh, they're nice people. It's perverse generation. And how do you know it's perverse? What did we talk about earlier this year? When you're fornicating with your invisible man, whether you can feel it or not, that's still a part of you that's fornicating with other beings, whether it's people, other spirits, other souls, or demons. That's all adultery. And so just because people aren't sensitive anymore because they're calloused in their spirit through iniquity when you're in iniquity you don't feel what your invisible man is doing you don't hear the angels talking to you you don't realize that you just fornicated with somebody being nice to them because you're callous you don't feel it dead above Mm -hmm. dead below or sleeping above and sleeping below so the Mm -hmm. word wakes you up Mm -hmm. below time to wake up and above Mm -hmm. amen so that bright light of the sapphire stones is coming forth in this the darkness of the worst generation or the perverse generation as Enoch mentioned the seventh it. week. Yeah, what, so, what a fun yeah. challenge because God in his mercy and his mm-hmm. grace abounds to help people in any level of depravity. It's not hard for mm-hmm. him at all. Okay, uh, we'll do just a quick, uh, quick. Righteousness mysteries. will superabound and consume all wickedness mm-hmm. easily. Uh, Very just, easily. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Let's just take a quick look here. How are you going to align yourself to receive mysteries and secrets? Because what if it's what's true, and it is true, what the Apostle Brandon taught us tonight, 
which is the mysteries and secrets help you to rise. How are you going to get them? Now, we've already talked about if you use your own brain, your own desire for knowledge and information to help myself, help myself, I gotta get out of here, let me get some more information, knowledge. We've already talked about the oral tradition. You're not even going to be a spirit that can handle that until has said of Asaya minimum. If you don't even understand what that means, stay away from oral tradition until you achieve that level of circumcision. Why? Because you're automatically guaranteed going to do the wrong thing with it, which means you're going to use the information to sin. Now, if you're going to use the mystery or the secret to sin, God's not likely to give it to you because why? He wants your benefit and not your harm. So if he gives you things and you're going to harm yourself with it, he's not going to give it to you. If your young child wants a chainsaw because it sounds fun to a five-year-old to go chop down all the trees in the backyard, you're not likely to give a five-year-old a chainsaw that is going to do property damage. He's going to hurt other trees. It's not going to happen. Not bad. I have no You're going to get a plastic one that looks like a play toy that looks like Son. a chainsaw. You can go play pretend until you grow up and a learn how to obey. Chainsaw is a bad idea. Right. Well, you're, I don't know. It's like, you can see Brandon with a five year old. That's a five year old oh with a God, chainsaw. Stones. <laughs> no. So, this is a sapphire stone. These like were the Anakin gifts come down. Skywalker. Amen. Every one of these gemstones is a mystery and a secret. <laughs> Look at that, that's a lot of secrets, a lot of mysteries. And inside of it, there's more. You feel my hawkma. Oh, yes. Yes. Silver gold gemstone mysteries. They're full of them. They're amazing. They're, it's like the gemstone in the bread that you eat it's it. It's the things the angels believe and are talking about in heaven right now. Yeah. So rising on sapphire stones is one way to attain mysteries and secrets. You do it through consecration. A lot of times when people go kind of the back door outside of the city gate, knowledge about, you know, the demons know about the oral tradition of Moses. Moses got it by rising and receiving it from God. Demons, they have all the records of the oral tradition of Moses, so they teach that to sorcerers. So even though it's real things from God, Yep. In the hands of sorcerers and demons and fallen angels, it's not beneficial. So, if you are uh, young in the Lord, and without being circumcised, you're not going to be thinking correctly, right? Your mind is not going to know how to use revelation in a way that glorifies God with the truth, with humility, and you might do more damage than you understand, thinking, I'm just trying to learn. What's the problem? Oh, yeah, I'm so frustrated right tell now because I'm trying so me? hard in my pride. Right. So I've seen it before also where God is very compassionate. So sometimes... Pride is a foreskin. Yeah. And just remind, remind your oh, spirit yo. it needs to be cut away today. Amen. <laughs> So would you treasure it when you value it? If you can receive mysteries and secrets with more humility, he's going to trust you with more. Now, there are certain things he'll teach you. It might not be time for you to release it or just to go ahead and share with all your familiars and friends and families all the things that you're learning and then watch them trample it underfoot. Mm, pearls before swine. Right? And that's not wisdom. 
So you need to learn with the things of God. It's about communication with God in a healthy relationship. Speak in parables, riddles, and dark speech to them. Yes. But to those inside Jerusalem, Shekinah, we speak face to face. Amen. I've also seen it where uh, if you're rising or you're on your way rising, even though God knows you're going to uh, sin with the revelation that he gives you, I've seen where he will, on multiple occasions, he will give someone a revelation, even knowing that they'll sin with it, in order to preserve their life because that revelation kept them alive. Because he values your life more than being offended at you sinning against him, which you shouldn't sin with the mysteries and the secrets. But everyone goes through that on this journey. That's what the Watchers did, isn't it? That's why the really the higher secrets aren't until the higher rungs, until you're more responsible, and he can entrust you. What is you. the sin of the angels? Sinning with secrets. Exactly. He said that he gave them worthless secrets. And then that's what, look what all the havoc they did with them. If those were the worthless secrets, if the worthless secrets that God calls worthless, that he gave to the fallen angels, and all the, you know, mysteries of Torah, and the word of God, and the oral tradition, and God's calling it worthless secrets that he gave them, and they're able to do all this in society, and build all their kingdoms, and do all these wrongdoing with worthless secrets, how much power and change power to change to azazel be ascribed all sin it is written amen how much power to change civilization would an actual worthwhile secret be from the father do you see that what are those secrets those are the secrets of righteousness one of the simple exercises that i did when i was training for reigning and training think of a big glowing ball of light yeah that's what it is in the invisible realm. It's like a, a an energy of God's word. When the secret comes in, it's the mystic mm-hmm. mysteries, sacred secrets of Torah, God's word, Jesus Christ, the word of God. And it goes in and it illuminates the inner man, the inner shine and the outer glow. Glory to glory. Amen. Uh, what was it? The, <laughs> yeah, the, uh... Okay, the secrets. <laughs> One of the things I used to test myself, especially you know, when I was younger in the Lord, younger in the glory too is i would ask the lord orbs orbs can i get some orbs in here orbs of glory we have lots of orbs mm-hmm. <laughs> i do love the orbs the orbs are very refreshing orbs of fire you know? it comes as lightning comes as rain oh man everything yeah. but with the secrets and the mysteries i wanted to try and prove myself faithful mm-hmm. to god and keeping mysteries and secrets but i didn't want to mess it up too bad and be under, you know, like some kind of judgment because I messed up. That's how I was thinking at the time, you know. And uh, so I, I said, okay, God, let me like kind of try and make a deal with you. I really want to learn your mysteries and secrets. But I don't know if I would be able to keep the secret, you know. No, how do you know if you're going to be able to? How, how would you know? If God told you a secret he, that you couldn't tell anyone else. How much is the measurable amount of blabber mouth? Right. It's the blabber mouth. That's called the familiar spirits. <laughs> when they can pull on you to get information out or when they, to reveal mysteries that aren't supposed to be revealed, that's a familiar spirit of false love mm. when it pulls on you. So you, so you go well, ahead a desire, a strong desire to share it with them. 
whose desire was that? Was it a familiar demon or was it the impulse of the Holy Spirit? So you got to learn to divide. So what's the perfect mouth? <clears throat> Jesus mouth. Christ coming with the sword of his mouth. Mm. It is written. What's a worthless mouth? Leprosy. Yep. So you have everything in between leprosy, which is all the sin of the mouth, just a leper, a leper colony. Mm. Then over here, in the righteousness of the kingdom of heaven, you have men and women in white linen mm -hmm. with the sword of the Lord as their mouth. Yep. So when I asked him, and I'd made this deal with God, like, hey, can you, how about you tell me a secret that I can't tell anybody else, but it's pointless, it's not important, that it wouldn't do any harm whatsoever. It's so meaningless that it literally would, even if I completely botched this and messed it up, it literally wouldn't do any harm. This is like, like a practice run, training wheels, you know, training wheels, kumbaya, my lord, don't let me go, uh, you know, help me out. I, I want to learn how to do this. And I wanted to start off in something relatively low risk. Like, you know, so I asked him for those things and he would tell me. Like cliff jumping? Uh, <laughs> like cliff jumping. It was more or less like some of them were a few things. I still am not going to tell what it was. It'd be like Base something everyone thought was really valuable. Low risk. Of like a Christian thing. And that everyone honored. And it was like, Wrestling he didn't even like it. white sharks. And he, didn't even, he was like, eh, I don't even like it. He was like, yeah. So, you know, and it would just be like, or, you know, just like random things. Like, what's your favorite color? Or, you know. You, but it, it was still fascinating to me. These things were fascinating to me. But I noticed the extreme difficulty in keeping that secret. I just, as soon as I knew that I knew that God had made communication with me, I wanted everybody to know it. I felt a desire, an overwhelming desire to tell other people so I could feel validated. Hey, I heard from God. God speaks to me. He tells me stuff he doesn't tell anybody else. Well, you're special. Let me build build up your ego. Right, right. So it's just a natural human Let's reaction. Let's worship the I am's of Satan's Next, throne. Mises. I have decided to follow me. All of a sudden, you got no, all the Christians worshiping the I am's of Isaiah 14. You know, that's all you deal with in yourself. Mm -hmm. That's all that's being yeah. circumcised that's out of it. us. So, but it's nice to <laughs> practice with things that don't matter. So for me, that was my initiation into this world of secrets was practicing with worthless secrets. But I asked for worthless secrets on purpose so that I couldn't mess it up too bad. Starting so it's out. a test of judgment. Mm -hmm to the spirit to see if you can pass those judgment tests the right. thoughts and the intentions Intense. with what god gives you to see if he mm -hmm. can give more then you start questioning yourself like wait why do i want to tell that why do i feel an overwhelming desire to tell someone this to probably not god. smart i'm but, gonna look like a fancy uh, suit and tie preacher of success but if you don't question and test yourself you'll just think oh well i just really felt led to share with Sister everybody Warner. on youtube's gonna know i'm a prophet right yeah. Oh, buddy. Oh, man. So you serve the Lord in the presence and the eyes. Mm -hmm. And the angels are the presence of the Father. Mm -hmm. I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of Yarevave. So how you interact with the holy angels is the test to see how high you go up in the presence mm -hmm. of God every day. Amen. Never give mysteries and secrets to someone when they're not ready to receive it. Why? Because that means they'll sin with it and it will cause harm to them instead of help them. Even though if you feel the pull on them or they're trying to draw it out of you, it's not actually love to tell That's them. That's the path of the scholars. Yep. When they're ready, this has been with the Jewish sages, the rabbis, that whole rabbinical culture, they understood this principle only when they're ready to attain it. If you're 
merit or your worthiness to receive it mm. is there, wow. which is humility, then you can receive it. You can see the father as a rabbi mm-hmm. giving out information first and then one third of the angels go and doing their own mm-hmm. thing with it. Now the rest of the angels stick around and they, they continue the to be enriched by yeah. the father as the rabbi of heaven. Mm-hmm. The real worth. Come on, now you it. can see yeah. it through all timelines. Yeah, they left for Woo! a bowl of soup. That's our God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And we're just learning to be more like him every day. Amen. So I encourage you, if you want to walk on this path and you want to kind of go through that, mm-hmm. there's no really rules about who can and can't do that. You can literally talk to God tonight and go through it. Hey, why don't, I want to practice that. I heard what Rebecca did and she practiced. Then, you know, why don't, can I please hear a worthless secret from you? Could you, I would, can you treasure a worthless secret from God? Why is it so valuable to me? Because it's communication with my father. Mm. I want to know, even though it's not going to hurt anything, if I accidentally messed it up, otherwise the only thing that was hurting was my own conscious. If worthless I secret be like, I don't like grape flavored chewing gum. Yeah, it would be like something. You better not tell a freaking soul. You better not tell a soul. And then test yourself in that to see if you're in the faith. And it's fun because that way you're now you're having fun communicating with your father. And you're practicing putting to death the now human you got nature. An inside joke with your yeah. father in heaven. Oh yeah. And you're just all fried all the time because you know something that no one else knows. Exactly. And, and you're it's a worthless content. secret. Yeah. I love you know, we love having those worthless secrets and being able to not share them with others. <laughs> Because it's a bonding experience with God. Amen. Glory. Yeah, that's yeah, really that's good. That's the good. Value, it's good value. Because yeah. later on, when you're like, hey, the weight of this mystery here's how could destroy, all you know, And here's something. the infrastructure of the invisible world of the working of all cities. Here's the gears of Enoch and how to, to rule right. over all cities and nations and tribes and tongues and bring forth the end and Armageddon mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah, one of the early things that we learned in the oral tradition as we were studying it is that if you uh, give someone mysteries or if you learn mysteries, but you don't actually really know it yet and it's not revelated to you, when you teach it, it rips open like the, you know, the time space veils of the angelic realms and it lets the whore of Babylon go through like on a chariot with all their like demons and, it, and they can just swoop in. It's bad. So that's why. Yeah, because that's like, oh, what I the devils yeah. did in heaven. They stole secrets from God and yeah. used them for bad, selfish intentions. So the intentions yeah. of your thoughts and heart are the most important thing. That's why we say, we haven't said it for a little while, so we'll go ahead and reiterate that. That's why we say you should not be teaching righteousness unless you're actually walking in at least Tiferet fully circumcised because you've only heard and transfigured, it yeah. and it's not even something your spirit man is even doing right so and you're so just the a risk, total yeah. hypocrite so the risk of, so even for us for our levels we will test each other and rehash over the revelation to make sure we really have it because if it's at bone throne activity because some of those higher mysteries are really amazing and wonderful but you have to have it in the spirit and humility otherwise if we came out here and didn't hold ourselves to the same standard we hold everyone else to, we'd just be like tearing open portals of wrong of you know wrong spirits instead of attacking the enemy. Earthly ministry. But it would just be worthless. When the heart is built up through yeah. actual edification of the mm-hmm. word of God and obedience to the angelic commandments every day that you get from the Father, mm-hmm. then your inner man begins to get stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ said, "My food." is to do the mm. will of my Father in heaven. Why do you have food? The only reason why I eat is for strength. Yes. Which means I'm getting stronger 
because I continue to do someone's will that's higher than me. That's how Jesus lived. That's how every Christian is to mm-hmm. live. That's how you get stronger in the invisible mm-hmm. person of the heart yeah. angelically. Amen. And for those of you who are automatically, I know your thoughts, you go through like, well, what about in heaven? You know, in heaven they eat for enjoyment and it's just fun and fun with God. And, you know, you get giant plates of food. There's no gluttony in heaven. It will strengthen your spirit when you eat it. And their desire in heaven is pure to serve God. And so just like we talked about earlier, if you have it above and you have it below, that's that's right doing. That's things in the right order. Now, when the flesh gets to be too much, in the below realm, your below realm is too much. You've been spending too much money on your own nefesh. I will me, 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 bless me, bless me. Right, new car, new house, new shoes. Ah, da, 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 da. Building your own kingdom. Make sure you're tithing and giving to charity. Make sure you're you want to be eating, under eating, Jerusalem's eating. government. Do a little fasting and prayer. Make sure you're balanced. Otherwise, you'll be obliterated. Right, because if Guaranteed. you're if you're in gluttony and you're in the gluttonous realm of the below world, and you're not feasting for your spirit and you're not revelating and eating the meat of the word, just kind of passively listening to Joel's bar, just kind of like passively thirty minutes while I kind of halfway scroll on Instagram. My Bible time is my eh, just kind of you know, eh. you might want to discipline the nefesh a little bit. Maybe get up and start working out. That's why we discipline the nefesh. Mm. Are you eating a ton of food and not a lot of revelation? Probably do a little prayer and fasting. You know, the angels will help you. Are you receiving instruction? If not, I would definitely do prayer and fasting. If you can't hear your angels every day, I would definitely do some prayer and fasting. Yeah. A couple days, one or two days, water fasting. And maybe with like a friend or you have a born again spirit. Turn the flesh clear, and the flesh goes clear. It's not a see when your flesh is full of dirt and dust. Everything's hard and it's suffering. You'd be shocked. Twenty four, forty eight hours of water fasting. All of a sudden, the flesh is clear. It's like, dang, my spirit's clean and clear. I just had all this dirt and dust and confusion on me because my flesh was stronger than my spirit. So get the flesh clear and keep it clear, mm-hmm. and then your spirit can constantly interact through those bodies, temples of the Holy Spirit, and your spirit mm-hmm. both sharing the same body. And then eat your food when you break your fast and enjoy the Torah together. That way when you return to the food, you're also feeding your spirits. You're training yourself to value the food of the invisible realm. The Holy Spirit's right mm-hmm. inside that body with you when your flesh mm-hmm. is clear, teaching you the word every day. Yeah. Glory. Yeah, and it's more enjoyable. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's good. All right, I'm going to do one thing in Jude real quick. Jude. This is powerful. Jude 1. Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the brother of James, came out of the same womb as Jesus Christ. You know that? Half-brother of Jesus Christ, but he doesn't even call himself the brother of Jesus. calls himself the brother of James. Whew, that's wild. He's writing this letter to those who are called chosen, dearly loved by God the Father, and separated, set apart, and kept for Jesus Christ. May mercy, soul peace, and love be multiplied to you. Beloved, my whole concern was to write to you in regard to our common salvation. But I found it necessary and was impelled to write you, and urgently appeal to and exhort you to contend for the faith, which was once for all handed down to the saints, the faith which is that sum of Christian belief which was delivered verbally to the holy people of God. For certain men have crept in stealthily, gaining entrance secretly by a side door. Their doom was predicted long ago. I'm in Jude Amplified Classic. Their doom was predicted long ago. 
ungodly, impious, profane persons who pervert the grace, the spiritual blessing and favor of our God into lawlessness and wantonness and immorality and disown and deny our sole master and Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Of all the things the half-brother of Jesus Christ could write about living his whole life with Jesus, what does he write about? discerning false brethren. Mm. Why, you think Apostle Jude was not dealing with it his whole life? That fake love, false love? Listen, this is the most important thing for all of you to be able to discern. Do you know discernment is the same exact substance as wisdom? Wisdom is discernment of the kingdom of hell and the kingdom of heaven righteousness wickedness that's a dazzling demon that person is being nice to me because they're a blood-sucking vampire they just want to steal from my the life in my blood and i'm not going to agree with the demon in them the sinner the wicked the lawless the witch the warlock the selfish the greedy the liar the adulterer and the murderer the religious pharisee who's only self-righteous and hates god's righteousness that discernment between heaven and hell is the most important thing to Apostle Jude. Now I want to remind you, though you were fully informed once for all, that though the Lord at one time delivered a people out of the land of Egypt, he subsequently destroyed those of them who did not believe, who refused to adhere to, trust in, and rely upon him. And angels who did not keep care for, guard, and hold to their own first place of power, but abandoned their proper dwelling place, these he has reserved in custody in eternal chains, bonds under the thick gloom of utter darkness unto the judgment and doom of the great day. That's the seven mountains. That's where they're chained. And people live on those mountains and just practice witchcraft. It's written in Revelation, the seven mountains of Babylon the Great. That's all the sinners and the wickedness, false Christianity, demonic Christianity, demonic Judaism, demonic Islam, demonic religion in the world. It's all because of those fallen angels in chains in those seven mountains. And those that are in those mountains serve hell. But this is Mount Zion. The wicked are sentenced to suffer just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the adjacent towns, which likewise gave themselves over to impurity and indulged in unnatural vice and sensual perversity are laid out in plain sight as an exhibit of perpetual punishment to warn of everlasting fire. Nevertheless, in like manner, these dreamers also corrupt the body, scorn and reject authority and government, and revile and uh, libel and scoff at heavenly glories, the glorious ones. But when even the archangel Michael, contending with the devil, judicially argued, disputed about the body of Moses, he dared not presume to bring an abusive condemnation against him, but simply said, The Lord rebuke you. But these men revile, scoff, and sneer at anything they do not happen to be acquainted with. I literally deal with this every single day from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep as a priest for 20 years. I got the definition for libel here. You want to hear this? Yeah. It is, in, uh, in the law definition, libel is a published false statement that is damaging to a person's reputation, a Woo! written defamation. I've had that 100,000 times, y'all, and you know it. But these men revile and scoff. 
They sneer at anything they do not happen to be acquainted with and do not understand it. And whatever they do understand physically, like mere animals, which know by instinct, like irrational beasts, by these they corrupt themselves and are destroyed and perish. See, it's Clippeth Christianity. Thank you, Jude. And Kingdom of Heaven, Angelic Shekinah Christianity of the Lamb. And that is all you really need discernment of in these days because you're not about to be tempted to go become Muslims or Buddhists or New Agers or uh, even Old Testament Judaic, you know, circumcision of the flesh and the Jewish ritual. So the only discernment that Jew needs from you people is discerning Luciferian Christianity from the Christianity of the Lamb of God. And sadly, most cannot and they're constantly destroyed by Satan. So this is the most important thing, discernment and wisdom between two kingdoms at war on earth for your souls. These are hidden reefs. Woe to them, for they have run they have run riotously in the way of Cain. They love the mark of the human being, the IMs of Satan. They're all selfish. And have abandoned themselves for the sake of gain it offers them following the error of Balaam, sorcery, Ten different forms of Laban sorcery which changes wages. That's why they're always warring against the financial giving and the donations and the money because that's Laban changing the wages ten times to Jacob and it has to be completely slaughtered because it's Satan inside wicked false Christians everywhere. Error of Balaam. Jude 11. And have perished in rebellion like that of Korah. These are hidden reefs, elements of danger in your love feasts, where they boldly feast sumptuously, carousing together in your midst, without scruples providing for themselves alone. They are clouds without water swept along by the winds, trees without fruit at the late autumn gathering time, twice doubly dead, lifeless and plucked up by the roots. Wild waves of the sea flinging up the foam of their own shame, you know what it really is? You know what the Spirit just said? These are the uncircumcised of heart Christians. Mm. These are the Christians that have rejected the judgment of their thoughts and intentions of their invisible person from the Word of God. They're wild waves of the sea flinging up the foam of their own shame and disgrace, wandering stars, for whom the gloom of eternal darkness has been reserved forever. It was of these people, moreover, that Enoch, in the seventh generation from Adam, prophesied when he said, Behold, the Lord comes with his myriads of holy ones, ten thousands of his saints, to execute judgment upon all and to convict all the impious unholy ones of all their ungodly deeds, which they have committed in such an ungodly way, and of all the severe abusive jarring things, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are irreverent murmurers, grumblers, who complain of their lot in life, going after their own desires, controlled by their passions, controlled by the impulse of the flesh. Their talk is boastful, arrogant, they claim to admire men's persons and pay people flattering compliments yep. to gain advantage. They're all brown nosers, mm -hmm. all false lovers. But you must remember, beloved, the prediction which were made by the apostles, the special messengers of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. They told you beforehand, in the last days, in the end time, there will be scoffers, 
who seek to gratify their own unholy desires, following after their own ungodly passions. It is these who are agitators, setting up distinctions and causing divisions, merely sensual creatures, carnal, worldly-minded people, devoid of the Holy Spirit and destitute of any higher above spiritual life. But you, beloved, build yourselves up founded on your most holy faith. Make progress. Rise like an edifice higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. Guard and keep yourselves in the love of God. Expect and patiently wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, which will bring you unto life eternal and refute so as to convict some who dispute with you and on some have mercy who waver in doubt strive to save others snatching them out of the fire on others take pity but with fear loathing even the garments spotted by the flesh and polluted by their sensuality now to him who is able to keep you without stumbling or slipping or falling, and to present you unblemished, blameless, faultless, before the presence of his glory, in triumphant joy and exaltation, with unspeakable ecstatic delight, to the one God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, splendor, majesty, might, dominion, power, authority before all time and now and forever unto all the ages of eternity. Amen. Amen. So be it. We'll see you guys Tuesday. Woo! Keeping me alive.